<coughs> Welcome to the show, we're so glad you're here, now let's have some fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're back again. We're back. Uh, yes, we took a week off, folks, because that's how time works. That's how um, time works. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what we're all about today. It's time. Time. If we have the time, mm-hmm. but we'll see if we have the time. I don't know. Well, I guess I do know because I have a clock in front of me. Aha! Uh. <laughs> that reminds me of that. Is it Joe Jackson? Joe Jackson, time. You ever hear that song? Time, time, taking him ahead. Anyway, no. We'll put we'll put it in the show notes. Anyway, I was as we as we've been talking about time. Right, right. There's an Anthrax version too. If you're more into the heavy the heavy metal rock, there's an Anthrax version. And then there's a Joe Jackson version. The Joe Jackson version, I believe, is the original. I'll see if I can find it. I found yeah. the Joe Jackson one on YouTube. I don't know. That's if I can a good find one. It. I'll see yeah. if I can find the Anthrax version. Oh yeah, there it is. It's good. Of course they have one. Uh-huh. It's, it's good. Anyway, I've been thinking about those songs. Interesting. But that but that is how time works. That that is true. It moves forward, and we do not uh, have any control over that. We- no, yes. and sometimes we get caught up in it, and we trip, and we fall, and we lose track of it. It's know? true, you know. You know, and, I remember, uh, and I don't remember if I think I talked about this in a prior episode, not the last episode, but previously we had talked about when I was in uh, starting back in college in one of my English classes. We were writing papers and things, and so I was supposed to present an argument. So I invented a religion, and specifically, I invented did. chronotheism. The worship oh, of yeah, worship of before. time as as a god, essentially. And if you think about it, we uh, all already are there. I mean, how many screens do we have that tell time, like watches on your phone, on right. your pad, on your computer, on your wall, on your microwave, right. on your TV? You know, there's so many. There's everything we have, we trying to make sense of time by giving it this arbitrary measurement that we've all sort of agreed on. Right. And so. And so, yeah, that's part of, we were talking about uh, the idea of approaching time budgeting and how do you, this week especially, like how do you manage how many, you know, we have what we agreed on is a certain number of hours and, you know, seconds, hours, minutes in a day. But how do you make the best use of that time? How do you, how do you catalog that? How do you find a way to make it most effective for yourself, which is why, the whole kind of cottage industry of time management has sprung up in the first place. Right. Not that that's a bad thing, but it, it's, no. you know, it's worth thinking about. And it's all of the whole time management industry. It's a scam. No, it's not a scam. It's, yeah. I think the idea is it presents a number of differing systems that allow you to not only, you know, first is to take stock. They all kind of have some commonality, which is the idea is take stock of where you're at. And right. then... Not only will it help you move forward, but it also help you set boundaries for yourself and figure out what to say no to. Right. Like we talked about with uh, with essentialism, that idea of cutting down to just the things that are super important in your life right. and the things that you know that you can effectively accomplish. 
Right. Uh, well, speaking of time, yes. let's take a moment to welcome our listeners. Yes. Let's take time to welcome our oh, listeners. Oh, We just jumped yes. right into well, it. Well, you know, we're <laughs> short on time this week, so we want to make sure. That's right. Time is fleeting. We thank the listener for being, if the listener's listening, then we appreciate them listening to the show. Right. As and always. And taking the time to be yes, with us. indeed. Beyond that, mm-hmm. yeah. They have budgeted <laughs> wisely. That is true. You, you have budgeted wisely. Thank you for listening to the show. And for those of you who aren't listening, well, then you can't tell and so screw off. But (laughs) we shall talk about them behind the backs. That's true. Or their fronts. I don't know. Um, We'll talk about them behind their back. That's the question. Yeah. I mean, if we are behind their back, then technically wouldn't wouldn't we be there in the front? Mm. Ah, We would be in the front. Oh, I see what you did there. That's why you have to talk about them behind their face. So then you're behind. Mm-hmm. You're actually behind mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, technically, you could be behind. See, like, if I'm looking at your back, then I am in front of your back. I am not behind your back. For you, I am behind right. your back. But it's all its right. all about quantum linear superposition. <laughs> no, right. <I> don't. <laughs> behind your body. Yes. You would say behind your body. If you were behind your back, you'd be in the yes. front. <gasps> There's a double negative I know. there. No. Well, no, it's not a double negative because it all depends on your point of view. Behind and back. Yes. Yeah. Behind, I'm behind your yes. back. You are, like right now, behind you are behind back. my back as far as the camera is positioned. So, I suppose yeah. so. I'm in front of your back. If I was in front of your back, I'd be behind you. Well, technically, you're both behind and in front of my back. <laughs> I just blew I don't, your I don't mind. Like uh, <laughs> Boy, I had to wrap my yeah, head around that one. English, bitches! <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, thank you for yes, joining thank us. Thank you for joining us for this. This show is going to be very eye-opening. And, and at the very least, attempting to be efficient. But I doubt that's going to succeed because we never have yet. Um, hey, yeah. hey, we've been keeping to our We hour have been keeping to our no hour. editing. That's true. Very well. Well, I minimal think. editing. But that's just noise stuff. So that's not anything... Nothing bad. Like, we haven't been cutting material out of the show. So, that's mm. fine. Although, maybe sometimes we should. <laughs> but if we did that, I think, this, no. I think this episode would be like five minutes long. Um, we are raw and uncut. That is as, as true as it can be. So, mm-hmm. the uh, we were talking about, yeah, the idea of time and time budgeting. So, you get a certain amount. Time budgeting. We all get the same amount of time in a day. Theoretically, and mm-hmm. some of it's a balance between right. attention and energy, and mm-hmm. you know we have obligations and things like that. And as we talked right. about when, with stuff. the re- when, right. yes, and as we talked about with uh, when we were talking about essentialism, it's that idea of what do you do to um, keep track of your day? How do you know where your priorities are? How do you know how often um, you know? How do you know when to deal with those things that? Do change because life comes at you fast, as Ferris Bueller would say. But yeah. Side note. Side note. It was only recently that in the English language we introduced the word priorities. That is true. Like, like for a while, that was in essentialism, wasn't it? it was yes, I think it was mentioned. That they about talked that, about yeah. how up until a certain point, and I'm not going to get, I'm not even going to say because I'm going to get it wrong. But up until a certain point. In our history of English language, we were only saying priority because there was only one thing that could be at the top. Well, of the and that's list. true, and I think this that was, that's still and, and still now, the case. Just the dictionary yeah. of the word is like before they, anything else. Yeah. 
Right. What did they say? It was like in the. I want to say it was like in the 1900s, somewhere in the 1900s. Yeah, it's basically when the industrial, basically when the industrial age yeah. kind of really took off, and yeah, right. factories. We introduced and, the word priorities. Yeah. We pluralized yeah. it, and that made it incredibly difficult for everybody because now you had this multiple, multiple things are important. Yeah. Right. Instead of just one thing was at the top. Well, of it's that list. idea, and it's anyway. that idea that if everything's a priority, then nothing's a priority. And and I've right. been wrestling with that at my day job this week because we were talking about like some of the some of That's the cub contractors, uh, you know, that everybody is everybody clamors like, no, oh, us first, no, us first. No. I'm like, well, you need to understand this is why we have first comfort that like we deal with things as they come in because right. if you're all right. first, then none of you are first. We have to create another line just for that. It's like. Um, Okay, so put this in context. Disney, so they introduced the fast pass yes. system, so people can yes, so people did. can go to the front of the line. But then, if mm-hmm. everybody gets a fast pass, then that's the line that doesn't move. You know, right, you exactly. solve the regular line, well, but then they, the fast you know pass do, line. Though, then you need like an ultra fast pass priority thing to go to the front of that line. Mm, and this just, is true, yeah. but they, you know, there's only they only allow a certain number of people per. Uh, so the, so right, what they, for that so reason, Disney, for that reason though, it, and that's why, it's right. There's only, if there's yeah. all, there's not a whole lot that can come at the same time. Yes. So it's staggered, yeah. but, and that's, and that's um, why is for people managed. So it doesn't create a exactly. second line. Well, yeah. and the reason they did this is because they figured people, well, yeah, you know, instead of standing in line could be doing other things like shopping. Yes. Oh yeah. Like no, no, it's all, food, it's all geared towards whatever. business and making more profit. Like, don't get me right. wrong, but right. Somebody standing in line, isn't making Disney any money. Yeah. And so, and that's the thing is businesses look at all of these things. And a lot of that comes from the classic, right. the, the Peter Drucker management thing. Like what can be measured can be managed. And that idea, right. exactly. and that can be applied to your real life. You know, when you talk about time, it's like, well, how do you, I mean, you can you can take a calendar or a day planner and sit there if you really want to block out like you know every second of your day, but that can that can be overkill because then the minute something happens, you lose everything else gets pushed back and something else ends. It's if you've ever rigid. had that experience, yeah, at, well, if you, yeah, if you've ever had that experience at work where you had a meeting and you had another meeting and another meeting after that, but something happens to delay the start of that first meeting or it runs over. Or something happened yeah. like that. Or um, for the younger the younger folks at your college, you know, between classes, you don't allow enough time when you schedule your class. You try to like, all right, I'm going to fill my day from one end to the other with classes, you know, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I can take Tuesday, Thursday off. And like, that's great. But if you're going back and forth from one end of campus to the other between each class and you don't give yourself enough time in between, a delay is going to throw off your entire day. And then it becomes yeah. a frustration, a source of frustration, because you can't manage your day the way you want um, to allow right. the allow room for life to kind of happen. We had we went through a class, and speaking of meetings, we went through a class um, at work where they had uh, they had a guy come in that was this uh, he was this expert meeting, you know how to run a meeting basically, and they went over some fundamentals, but okay. one of them uh-huh. was the time. And uh, one of his suggestions was that you start your meeting on time. If you say it starts at 10, you start at 10, right? And then you end it five minutes uh, before the top of the hour. Let's say it's an hour-long meeting. You would go from 10 to 10.55 to allow that five minutes so people can get to their next meeting, Yeah. right? Yeah. And um, that never caught on. But I, but I thought it was interesting the way that, you know – and then he's, you know, people are like, well, people are late. What do you do? Well, 
you take good notes. And then we got into other things about meeting well, notes. And it's the same kind know. of thing as like why like psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, they say it's an hour, but it's really only like 45 to 50 minutes. Yeah. Because it gives them time in between mm-hmm. to make their notes and do those other things before they get into the next session. Right. With whatever. And so that can be a thing. You know, it feels like a jip in some ways because like I paid for yeah. an hour, damn it. And, yeah, and that becomes that concept. Like we talk about hours, minutes, and set. Like we measure time in this arbitrary but agreed upon way that right. an hour is this many minutes. Right. And it changes the perception of like, is an hour really that long? I don't know. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is there's some baggage that comes along with time too. Like oh, respect. God, yes. yes. Right? Like, we talk about that all the time. Well, time yeah. becomes, and that's the thing, and that was part of my argument with the chronotheism. Right? That was the kind of yeah. thing with the, commo- the chronotheism. Yeah. Time is the ultimate commodity. Yeah. Because that's literally all we have. Like, we trade our time for money with the with the employers mm-hmm. that we have. Right. Uh, we trade our time for their money that we then turn around and invest on in other things. Mm-hmm. You could spend your time building a website, or you can pay and have one built for you. Yeah. For the convenience of that. You're saving time, but you're spending money. Right. Um, in that instance. So that's, but that's what you're doing. You're spending money to gain that time back rather than taking the time to learn it and do it all yourself. Yeah. So there's an interesting um, concept that came up um, called, uh, from this website called Wait But Why. And it was something I had stumbled across Ooh. when it first surfaced back in October. Hmm. And it's interesting. And they have a printable PDF on here that you can do. So you have to think about your day. Mm-hmm. As essentially a thousand minutes, so it's it's a ten by ten grid. Each block mm-hmm. is worth ten minutes of your time, right? Essentially, so you get a hundred. Well, not a thousand. It's a hundred blocks a day. So yeah, it's about a thousand minutes or a good sixteen hour day, mm-hmm. and that doesn't include sleep. Like sleep is that's the other eight hours. Eight hours is not included in this. This is basically like waking hours. Yeah. So and the website talks about this. If you take this the take one sheet and you start with the back and label each one with a purpose. Mm-hmm. So how much you know? Say you take the first sheet and fill out what your ideal day would look like, mm-hmm. like what you're spending your time on in ten minute blocks. Right. So you know if you want to spend an hour reading, well that's six blocks off. So you've got ninety four left. Do you want to spend time cooking? Well that might take a half an hour to an hour. So there's more time mm-hmm. off. You know. Um, does work, you know, does your work, whatever work you want to be doing, does that fit in there somewhere? You want to go hang out with friends? Do you want to play video games? Whatever kind of things you want to do, you fill up that hundred blocks of time, you know, to kind of sort out what it is. And then if you take a second sheet and actually track what your real day looks like mm-hmm. and then compare the two mm-hmm. and sit there and figure out, okay, this may not be good. How, how closely does it match up with what you want your day to look like? Oh. So then, then you can sit there from there, get a sense of, okay, what do I need to be doing to move from our real day into our ideal day? Right. And how do I, what steps do I need to take for that? So it gives you a good launching point to sit there and keep track. And, and it's a good, I think that's a good suggestion to get us to take stock of where you are. Yeah. And to, you know, to do that thing. Like right now I spend about eight to 10 hours a day at my job. Yeah. I would like to be spending a lot less at that job. In fact, zero would be my ideal and doing my own work, you know? Um, Yeah, right, right. Because I find, I find energy plays into that as well, but we'll, we'll get back Mm -hmm. to that in a a few minutes. But you can use systems like this or, and then once you've got that budgeted, how do you achieve that 
to be able to stick to that budget or at least yeah. as close as you can. So you do things like yeah. we talked about getting things done last week or, you know, Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Right. Um, uh, Brian Tracy, who's a motivational speaker, has one called Eat That Frog, which maybe a lot of people are aware of. And we'll have links for all this in the show notes wow. for, for for these books. And they, they each create a different – the idea is they each create a different system mm-hmm. at differing levels of complexity for how you approach your day and how to, mm-hmm. how to, how to achieve the goals that you want. I like um, – Obviously, Stephen Covey and like the seven habits and getting things done have been kind of the most well regarded because they create an overall system. It's it's for your entire life as opposed to right. how do I just write out these tasks so I know exactly what to achieve. It's so you can right. set a goal for yourself right, and then break that down into, okay, different levels. So getting things done talks about like the 50,000 foot level of like this is your life mm-hmm. and then – at the 40,000 foot level, it's kind of like your general areas of responsibility mm-hmm. and things like I'm a father, I'm a husband, I, I'm an employee, I'm a business owner on the side or, you know, whatever those kind of roles are. And as you break break your way down to what they call zero, the runway level, the runway level is literally like what is the next physical action to what I need to achieve that higher end stuff. Yeah. And so if you can start, you can start from, but the nice thing about GTD is you can start from the top down or the bottom up. Or somewhere in the middle, if you want. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of planning, it's very flexible. Yeah. And then the seven habits has has these what they call seven habits. So the idea is laying down, and you're use and the idea is you're utilizing each of those seven habits during your day or your week to kind of set your priority or priorities. Mm-hmm. They do mention that in the book. That's why you have like A, B, C, one, two, three, right? Like the planners and the stuff. They like their their system's a little different. Right. Brian Tracy's is a little more generalized with the eat that frog, which is the idea is if you know the tasks you have to get done. So each day do the one you want to do the least first, first, but do it first, get it out of the way. You'll get over the procrastination hump and then you can accomplish more stuff. Right. It's kind of like when your mom would make you dinner and you'd have like, asparagus or something. I hate asparagus (laughs) or Brussels sprouts, something, some vegetable you hate so much. Right. Uh, it was tough and I never did it, but I knew if I wanted to get it over with to get onto something good, I better eat that. I better eat that thing. I hate the, the most first. Yeah. Kind and of, I yeah. never did. And, well, I never did. I knew, I knew I should do that, <laughs> but I never did. So I'd eat all the good stuff first and then I would sit there for 45 minutes and look at cold vegetables and right, be right. yelled at and then just go to bed. <laughs> well, and, and then they also have, and then there's also other people like Julie Morgenstern who wrote the book organizing from the inside out. Which is kind of good. She was like, she's like a home organization coach expert thing, but she also wrote a book about time management, shockingly mm. called "Time Management from the Inside Out." What? And it's kind of that idea of you know, if you start with what you value, then you can kind of accomplish. And that's the same thing. If you know what your goals are, if you know what your values are, then you can you can work to align the things that you have to get done with your actual values. Mm. Um, and so. You can, and all of these different processes take time. I haven't, I, now I've not read all of these books, so that's, I will say that. I have read Eat That Frog, and right. I did, I did years ago when I was at, when I worked for a bank, we did the seven habits, like they actually came in and we did the seven habits stuff at work as a Ooh. productivity thing, which was interesting. And I, I do have, I do have that book, and I actually have Organizing from the Inside Out, but I've never read it. So right. I want so to, though, saying- because I need to get organized. <laughs> 
Are you saying you have to spend time to make time? <gasps> mm. Yeah, mm. it's true. Mm. It's true, but it's a lot less. You're spending a lot less time at the front end, right? To gain more time on the back end, right? The so, payoff is yes. the payoff is incredible. Yeah, it's it's investing in much like you do Correct. in a 401k or a retirement fund. It's investing right. in your future, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, and there's, there was another article, I'm trying to remember something, do something your future self would thank you for. Ah. Like that idea of doing things for yourself, not in a selfish way, but doing it for your future self. Like the guy who right. you aren't yet. Exactly. But can be someday in the future, you know. Right. To turn around and go, thanks past me. You're welcome, future me. Meanwhile, present me is going, I'm here too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> getting, what about getting, me? getting we'll ignored. Get yeah. Eventually. But then you won't be you anymore. You'll be, no. be past you or, or future you. Who knows? Wow, this is getting deep. I know, and confusing. I'm, I'm already bold and confused. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> it's really about do, do you want to take the time to figure out what you need to get done yeah. to achieve those goals that you want? Like You can sit there and be like, I want to watch reality TV for a living. Okay. It's kind of a lazy goal, personally, I think, because I'm not mm. a big fan of reality TV. But, mm. okay, so you have to think about that. How do you make money watching TV for a living? You're going to be a critic? Mm. Great. Oh. How do you get a job as a critic? Have experience oh. writing? Great. Have you written stuff? No? Okay, you might want to think about that. Do you know how to write as a critic? Do you understand oh. TV criticism? Do you... I mean, you could just start a blog and start writing about stuff. Sure. Yep. Okay, where do I get a blog? Okay, we'll have to research that. How do I research that? Well, you got to get online. Do you have internet access at your house? Like, you could really get granular with this stuff and break it down. This flowchart just writes itself. It does kind of, but that's the getting things done idea. Is like, what is, can you break it down to whatever's your next action you absolutely have to take to move that forward? Yeah. It's like, oh, I have to get online. Do you need to focus on being online? Yes. So should you turn off the TV and stop watching it for a while? Okay, you know. Mm. So it's a, and so, and this get, this actually gets around to the idea of energy management, as well. Oh. And atten- your time and your attention, you know, there's your time and your attention, and they go together. Time and because, energy. Because, yeah, yep. and it's the thing is like the dynamic duo. You have a list of what you need to accomplish. The question becomes now: Do you have the energy to do it all in a particular day? And if not, right. where do you schedule it? Where do you find the time? Where do you right. set the time so that you can focus your energy on that? Right. At that point. Because that's, other than money, that's what I said, other than time, energy is the one thing that you have. Now, your energy level you can enhance through exercise and diet and things like Like, there are things you can do to enhance or reduce the level of energy you have in a given day. Right. Ideally, you're getting enough sleep. In the dark, no screens, no lights, you know, that you're in the black because that actually helps your body sleep. No smoke detectors Um, beeping in the middle of the night. That is true. Um, That happened to me last night. That's true. Yes. yes. (laughs) Four o'clock in the morning. But you have that. But that's but that's a start. That's a part of it is the idea. So going back to that hundred blocks thing is like because sleep is not included in those blocks. Are you actually getting eight hours of sleep a night? Right. If you're not. Is that okay for you? Not everybody needs eight hours. I mean, no. I, I, I'm usually good with like six to seven, and most adults are. Right. Um, sometimes you need more. Sometimes you need less. Sometimes you need a nap in the middle of the day, like my dad, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like my like my stepdad. He always he naps in the middle of the day, but that's fine. 
Right. I know people who deliberately sleep in the middle of the day so they can work later at night. Mm-hmm. Um, our mutual or voiceover coach, David Lawrence, talks about that. He, during a, a project at the end of the year, he talked about how he fills out his day. And he, he'll work in the mornings up to a certain point at like noon, and then he'll go nap for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. If he's not on a, you know, if he's not on set or something on a on a particular right. gig, but he'll go he'll go right. sleep for two or three hours and then get up and continue his day up until like midnight right. or one a.m. I'm like, oh, I can't right. even imagine how he wow, does that. A, I know that's a pace. That's a and David's a uh, boy. He's a work. He's a workhorse yeah. He's a workhorse guy. and he's very he's good at the hustle. Like he's sure a really is. good hustler at finding work and and achieving that work and doing and, it right. Yeah, but yeah, David is incredibly. One of the things about David is he he is incredibly respectful of people's time. Yes. And so as hard as he works, he like in his you know in his for example his VO to go go um, class uh, modules. One of the things is there actually is a section in there about time and how you have to be respectful of not only your time, but other people's time. And when, like, if you have an audition, for example, and you're supposed to be there at 2, you're really there between one thirty and one forty-five. Yes. You're not there at 2. <laughs> well, you know? it's like it's, it's like in the workplace. Was it the, I think it was, I remember that from the Klinger, Genlois or whatever. It's like, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, you're fired. You yeah, know, exactly. That idea that's that, it. and that's being professional. It's not... It's not mm-hmm. that you have to show up like a half an hour early for everything. It just it respects their time as well as gives you a chance to mentally adjust to where you're at. Exactly. And make exactly. that shift from say somebody was cutting you off in traffic or just, you know, generally being a dick. You know, then you can kind of get your get your mind out of that and be, "Okay, I'm off the roads. That guy was a dick. I can throw that out of my head." Or, you know, if we're talking about auditioning, use that. How do I take mm-hmm. that? What I'm feeling? What am I feeling toward that guy? How do I take that and use that in the room because that energy is already with me, yeah. you know, or that kind of thing? Or if you want to recenter yourself, or that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you can if you have time extra to spare, you might want to shoot off a couple emails. You want to, sure, yeah, you know, depending on what you feel like you need to do. Right. Um, but that's but that yeah, breathing think, yeah. and settling down. And yeah. The military teaches you that too. Is yeah. that oh, yeah. every every appointment that you have, you are there 15 minutes early. Yeah. You know, um, I've never asked. And if you're and if you don't have a car, say, I mean, if you have a car, obviously you need to plan for your travel time. Absolutely. Do you, do you know where you're going to park when you get there? You're going to end up hunting for parking for 15 or 20 minutes, especially mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like plan out your time, know where you're going. If you're taking public transit, when is the bus? You know, when's the bus when you absolutely need to be there? And then when does the bus before that come? Right. That's what I did all the time. Uh, like when I lived in LA, that's what I did taking the bus was I would find the bus that was the closest to when my appointment time was for a particular place. And I would catch yeah. the bus before that. Like I'd find when the yeah. bus before that arrived and then go back, you know, map that way out. Sometimes yeah. I would be there like 45 minutes early and it's like, well, I got time to kill, but then I have time to kill, you know, and I can work on right. other things that's while I'm time. waiting Do for that. Things. But then right. I can pop into Starbucks and sit there for a while or I could... You know, right, exactly. pick up some lunch or just, you know, sit and read somewhere. Right. Sometimes I that's walk time in. You can, yeah. right, that's time you can control. If you're like two minutes from where you need to be, yeah. that's very easy. That's, that, that's you walking. There's not a whole lot that's going to get in the way of you, you know, getting to where you need to be. But yeah, but this, but this idea of budgeting time 
so that you keep your sanity in check. I mean, because who who wants to run around from thing to thing and be in this excited state all the time? Yeah, I mean, some people do, right? but I don't they, know. I, I can do it. Well, not, and that's the thing is like you can do it, but you can't sustain it Mm-mm. over the long term. Maybe you know, occasionally a day or two when you're running around is fine. But I and I've done that. Like I've had those days where I had to run from one thing to the next to the next, and I'm like, I managed to achieve a lot in that day. But I get to the end of the day, and it's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do that again. You know. And so, yeah, well, that's part of it. And then you start thinking about your boundaries, and it's like, what do I need to start saying no to? And right, what do I need to? And if that's the case, like, what am I going to allow into my life that's going to eat up my time? Right. So like tomorrow is um, the the big game, you know, because it's trademarked. I don't want to call it by its actual name. Uh, right. <laughs> but and so like it rhymes I, with Mubertol. Yes. <laughs> um, the Cooper Scroll. Uh, the Cooper Scroll. <laughs> the superb owl is tomorrow. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and so. <laughs> And so like somebody, a friend of mine posted on Facebook, this was like, what is everybody doing for the game this weekend? And I went, not watching. Because mm. that's a personal choice. I choose to not watch because I have to go into the office to mm. invest more of my time in my job so that future me does not have to work as hard. Right, exactly. That's my goal right now because I got a lot of stuff I got to clear off my desk right. so that future me does right. not have to work as hard. But then I got to tell you, te- like realized- I, I'm sorry. I was sorry. I was saying. I just realized this whole this whole year. I haven't watched one football game. I usually I usually will catch a couple here and there. Depends sure. on who's playing. Sure. You know. I haven't sure. watched one football. I didn't even know who was in the uh, Cooper Scroll. Um, I, I, I think had it's, no idea. It's, had, it's it's the Pat Riots and and some foul. other team that's going to lose yeah. to them. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure my New England friends would be really happy to hear me say. Yeah. Uh, so and the fail and the fail cones. Yeah. Is that? Oh, yeah. is it the fail? The the falcons. The falcons. The falcons. Yes. The falcons. The falcon. The falcons from from the Pat riots. Right. So yeah, quite so, honestly, I don't care about either team. It's not. I mean, you know, those types of parties are kind of nice because you get to mingle with friends and, and whatever you and the commercials are always well let me but. yeah let me before we get too far off the track about that yeah, uh, yeah let sorry, me get so back time, time, time so time. this morning i got a text from my sister um letting me know hey we're getting a little doing like a mini get together tomorrow uh to watch the game did you want to come mm. um because they know i have no social life so it's nice to actually interact with other people well, occasionally nice that, that aren't at work thing. yeah i well, meet somebody we and, talked about this uh that's not happening uh <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, because oh, I know roughly who's probably going to show up, and that's not happening. Um, that's right. So, but I, I texted her back, and I was like, well, I have to go into the work for, you know, I got to go into work to put in some overtime. But I'm like, maybe I can swing it? Because my thought was, well, at the, end of, at the end of my overtime, like if I'm not feeling it, like if I'm tired or I just don't have the energy to drive over there, because it's on the other side of town. So it's like, oh. do I really want to take the time to drive over there? for dinner to watch a game that I don't really want to watch. Right. Um, but I said, yeah, you know, it's kind of like, well, okay, I'm, I'm willing to invest the time to, and that's the thing. That's an investment of my time with my, with my relationships, with my family. Exactly. Um, I haven't seen them since, well, I mean, I saw them at Christmas, you know, like I haven't seen them in a month or so. It'd be nice to go Mm -hmm. over there and hang out for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it gets me out of the house. 
into another house. Yeah, <laughs> like all right. right. Um, so you know, from we'll one see. house to another house. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, so we'll see. You know, um, I will probably end up going out, but by the time work ends tomorrow, I'll be like, well, now I feel obliged to go. Uh, I don't know. I don't hate, but that's the thing. Like, I don't hate my sister or her husband. Like, I don't hate them, and no, I like spending time with really. them. I don't really, regardless of the game, it would be fun to just, even if we're just not watching the game, if it's just kind of on. Yeah. We'll just, we'll probably just talk or whatever, and that's always nice. You know. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's, it's worth my time. There you to go. To do that, it is worth my time. So I budgeted right. for that time to be like, okay. Then right. they text me back. It's like, well. Yeah, we won't be home till uh, you know anytime after four thirty. I'm like, okay, well that's about when kickoff is, you know, and that's fine. Right. I'll that's probably, interesting I'll what you just said, though. Anyway. You know, uh, I yeah. wonder if throughout the day, if pe- if we ask more that question, like, is this worth my time? Yeah. Like, how much time would we actually gain back? No. Because we'd be evaluating. Well, that's the well, thing. We, like, we be... never we never can gain back time. All we can do. Well, is we can reinvest up, it. We can free up go. future time. Right, the time exactly. that is to come. Like we can free up exactly. a bigger swath of that if we right. focus what on I mean this is now. Like yeah, something that doesn't have a slot filled already. You yes, know what I mean, like, yeah. Like uh, you look at something, you go, "Is that really worth my time, or is it worth my time doing right now?" Like, do I like? Th- how did this make it to the top of the list? Yeah, you know. If you think about it, um, think about it like this, and we talk about you know, and we talk about uh, well, mind like water, and that idea of you know, perpetual calm. But if you think about time as like your day as a cup full of water. So water, time is very dynamic. It can fill in in all these little spots, but it also gets displaced Hmm. by those things in your life that you deem worth expelling that time or using that time or more important than your time, your job, your family, your, you know, if you're dating, significant other material goods, video games, whatever else, everything that you put in there displaces a certain amount of time that you're not going to get back. Mm-hmm. And that's why it says spill, you know, it's something that's spilled, you know, so you, you don't want it to spill all over everything, but if you do it in a controlled way, then you might be able right. to put some of that, put some of that spilled time into the future or uh, you know, that. See, it's, you know, time is right. a river. And, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm killing my metaphors here. But, wow. I know. Um, but it's an idea of, and that's and this is you know the funny thing is time management and goal you know goal setting and priorities and energy management all this stuff leads basically to one thing which is why you know then you start asking yourself why am I doing this and this is something I've been thinking about recently too and um, there was a, a quote from a from another podcast <gasps> um, I'll, I'll put a, I'll put a link to the particular episode in the show notes because it was worth listening to mm-hmm. and it was the idea it was talking about you know we all have a fear of failure usually or a fear of success, you know, that idea, which may also be a fear of success, but I think honestly, and he, and this was mentioned, uh, the podcast is called back to work with Merlin Mann and Dan Benjamin. It's on the five by five network. I love it. They're on episode. They're in the three hundreds. And I've, I've basically been listening since the beginning. Like it's a five. Wow. And, and a lot of times they just kind of wander like we do, you know, (laughs) kind of rattle and talk for an hour and a half or whatever. and never say anything Mm -hmm. of substance. Mm -hmm. But then occasionally there's these nuggets and yeah. And there's one thing that Merlin said in there and it's worth listening to the whole episode in context to get this. But he, he had said basically he realized that the fear of failure and the fear of success is simply just the fear of change uh. in both directions because 
if you're failing, the fear is that people will laugh, you know, maybe socially it's damaging or it's just, you know, it was a whole waste of time, which is one of my big problems. Yeah. Um, and things like I'm always afraid to start stuff because it's like if it doesn't, if it's not a success, then I've wasted my time. Right. Or if it's a success, I get, to, I get, I get the reward I get for all my hard work. It's more hard work. Right. Like there's no, there's no chance to rest for a moment and be like, okay, let's enjoy this. Yeah. And then decide what we want to do. Nope. It's here. Do this next. Okay. Yeah. Then we move on. Yeah, bounce, you know. And, bounce, bounce, and that's the thing. Right. Like we move on until retirement. At which point, that's the thing is people are so ingrained that they have to keep doing things that, and you know, you always hear those stories about people who retire from their job after 40 years and then die three months later of a heart attack or something Mm. because they just, they did not have anything to do and they didn't set, they didn't pace themselves to say, what are things that I can continue to do when my time is no longer required to trade for this money over here? You know, what can I spend my time, my future time on over there? And, and still feel like I'm doing things, you know, making a mark or because I think we all want to feel needed. We all want to have an impact on the world in some yeah. way, whether it's big or small, you know. Um, and so it becomes that idea of like, am I and that's the thing, like we always sit there. We spend so much time wondering if we're making the most effective use of our time that we're wasting time in, you know, what they would call analysis paralysis. We're overthinking about things and we're not taking action. Right. Right. And so, um, and something David Lawrence talks about, like the idea of developing a bias for action. Hmm. So think about it for a while, but at some point make a choice and go. Right. If it, if that one thing fails, figure out, you know, take some time, think about what caused that to fail and either try something else or try an adapted version of that that might succeed. Right. And eventually, I saw this one, you um, move the goal you know, plus I, yeah. Every once in a while, Facebook has some good stuff. And I, yeah. I saw this one uh, quote that it, and I forget who said it, and I'll try to find it, but it said, You really only have two choices do something or do nothing. Yeah. I was was like, it, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Henry pretty, Ford or what. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Yeah. So that's, yeah. you know, and that's part of it. And that idea that, um, another one, Mason Cooley had one. I had it on my Facebook as my cover photo for the longest time, and it's regret for wasted time is more wasted time. Mm-hmm, and that's exactly. something I have been struggling against for a very long time, and I, I try right. to take that to heart and think about, try not to think about how much, you know, how I've wasted time in the past going like, well, I'm not in shape and I'm not pursuing my acting career as aggressively as I as I should have or think, why, right. why am I not in the, a better position it's like, right. well, that's great. You can think about this thing and learn from that. Yeah. Take that as an educational experience and go, well, now, how do, what do I have now and how do I use it to move forward yeah. to what I want? And what yeah. you want may change, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with changing tack, especially if you can yeah. see, a, you know, like if you're sailing, you see a reef. Yeah, you might want to turn, you know, unless yeah. you really want to run aground on the reef. All right. But uh, that can cause more to, you know, if you deliberately want to cause damage, um, that's your choice. Right. You know, what did that reef ever do to you? You know, right. <laughs> but well, it's so metaphorical too, because yeah. like how many times in our lives do we just aim for the reef? And that's the right? thing. And that, and here, here's something to really blow your mind is that all of the things we've been talking about with metaphor with time, time is another metaphor. If yeah. you think about it, because it is an arbitrary measurement that we've all agreed on for something that 
just sort of ephemerally happens. Everything yeah. time, that's why time, they always say only moves in one direction. It only moves yeah. forward because that's all we can observe. Yeah. We don't know. Like the idea we talk about, you know, tachyons and stuff that move backward in time, but do they really, or do they just move behind our front? Oh, yeah, getting back to that. You know, that idea that like I sit there, we can sit there and noodle bag about all that stuff, but that might be more wasted time. You know, it's like we Did can you just say noodle bag, noodle, noodle bake, noodle bake, noodle bake, noodle, noodle bake. bake, bake your noodle. Yeah. That's like blowing your mind. Like, oh, that's a noodle baker. You know, that's wow. Your noodle, you know, you know, getting, getting gotcha. this thing, getting I this gotcha. thing overheating because it's been thinking too much. I gotcha. You know. Noodle bake. I thought you that's that's from from bag. my from my good friends at the Inside Acting podcast. They like to always talk about oh, baking your noodle, baking and, your noodle, and knowledge bombs and little stuff like that. But I think it's but it's that idea. It's like it's something that's really worth thinking about to be like, oh wow, mm. yeah, I never thought about, that. I never thought mm. about it that way. Yeah, mm. <laughs> get all Brady Bunch on you. But um, Greg was smoking. So Sorry. I think it's it's really about in the end simply making a choice and going for it. It might not succeed. You know, um, it's the idea of the Thomas Edison and the light bulb, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it took him a hundred some odd tries to actually find a successful light bulb that worked. And it's like, I didn't fail. I found a hundred some odd ways not to build a light bulb. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and some of those worked just not to the level that the current incandescent, carbon filament, whatever we do now, tungsten filament bulbs that we use today, you know, and even those have been replaced with better bulbs, arguably CFLs or LEDs or, you know, neon lights when I, you know, whoever invented neon lights, they're not necessarily better. They're different, but, um, but that's the thing, but they're, they're powered by gas. Like it's not, you're not using metal, you're using gas, excited gas to generate that light and heat. Right. Right. Um, so, the, I mean, it's the basis of everything moving forward. You may eventually make an impact on somebody or something that works. You know, you talk about, everybody talks about, it. I think the, and this is part of the thing in Silicon Valley too, the idea like everything now has to make a dent in the universe, all the startups, like you have to, hmm. you know, your IPO, like you have to be worth a billion dollars right out of the gate. Like why? Yeah, why? Yeah, there are things that still need to be done. Infrastructure is not sexy. But it has to be done. Like, it's still essential. Yep. So if you can right. find a way to and, – and that's the thing. Like, investors tend to want, you know, capital and VCs especially want to be sexy. They want sexy. Yeah. Because that's what sells to get more people to invest in their venture capital fund so they can use right. other people's money to make their own money. Right. Um, so I think that, again, but then those guys – are very good at setting up their goals and going like, this is what I need. This is what I want to achieve. So what steps do I need to take to get there? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I need to do to move forward? They're fortunate right. in that a lot of their opportunities get handed to them on a yeah. silver platter, you know, like, Oh, here, please there invest money in my, please invest money in my startup. Here is 50% of ownership or whatever, you know, mm. um, that's that other idea of that, David talks about, which is like increasing your portfolio of opportunities. Right. So if you have multiple goals, work on one. And then while that's, if you're waiting on something for that, go work on something else. Don't never sit idle. There was, um, let me see if I can find it. There was an article recently on Isaac Asimov. 
Mm. You know, very, 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 very prolific writer. <laughs> and uh, he, they, they, in an interview, they had asked him about how he actually achieved um, all of his stuff. Like, why, why, how he was able to achieve so much. Because he wrote, like, over 500 books over the course of his life on multiple topics. It wasn't just, it wasn't all science fiction. Most of it was actually science. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, he would write letters to fans. He'd written over, like, 90,000 letters in his life to his fans. Wow. And postcards and stuff. Yeah, this guy, yeah, I mean, there's very specific things. Like, he, he didn't sit there and obsess over his critics. He didn't. Uh, do that stuff, but how was he so very productive? Well, his was he had multiple projects. Mm. It was that simple. Like, and so if he did not, um, so if he ran aground on like one book or whatever, he would turn around and go start working on another. Mm. And it just, uh, and he would keep going. Uh, yeah, here it is. It's from a few weeks ago on on media. It was a Medium post from Isaac Asimov entitled "How to Never Run Out of Ideas Again." Ah, and it was a it was a marketing guy who who posted this, but that's okay. It was the idea. It was from his autobiography, essentially. First off, he never stopped learning, so he was always reading on everything. Yeah. Um, and this is a guy who wrote not just science fiction, but he wrote on physics, he wrote on robotics, ancient history. He wrote a book on yeah. the Bible. Ooh. I mean, yeah. I mean, he had a PhD in chemistry, so. Mm. But he was always that's the thing. Like when he got stuck on something, he would go work on something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instead, and hopefully at that point something would spring in his brain, so he could go back to the other thing that he'd stopped working on. Yeah, you know, and so that idea of just and uh, the, what Stephen Pressfield in the War of Art calls resistance, like mm-hmm. that idea, it's like eh, I don't know, like I could get worried about criticism or rejection or things like that, and then it's like nope, screw it, I'm going to keep working, mm-hmm. like because it's not worth stopping to obsess over that. Just keep creating stuff. Right, which is what he did. You know, that I yeah. was it Dune. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer, which mm. is true. It really is. You know, because it can paralyze you, and then you don't actually. If you spend so much time worrying about what other people are doing, you're not spending time on what you're doing. Right. You know. Right. Um, exactly. And then you know, there's the reverse of that. Don't spend too much time on what thinking about what you're doing, like being a perfectionist. Right. Which I know is one of my big problems. Right. Um, Excellence is a more of a goal. I, I've always found, you know. Well, that's the thing. Uh, I always I always tell people as a joke, like I I always aim for perfection, but I'm willing to settle for excellence. Oh, there you go. You know, okay. it's it's kind of it's a step down. But even you know, and and I think that's part of my struggle. Like at my day job right now, I get very frustrated because a lot of my coworkers are not thinking in the same way. I think they're willing to settle for. Not even the bare minimum at this point, because some of them aren't actually doing that even, and it's very frustrating. Because then we, I, and, I and my like my lead, and my boss, we end up picking up the slack, and there's only three of us right. and like forty of them. So right. it's uh, yeah, it gets a little tiring and frustrating and and that sort of thing. And so that's why like the some of the billing system, like some of the things we've created to eliminate the load on ourselves while still picking up everybody else's slack. Right. You know, and that I, and so it becomes that thing of like, okay, yeah. Uh, at some point, you have to be like, nope, screw it. We're just gonna we're we're just gonna start cutting people off, you know. Or mm-hmm. and it sucks for them, and it does. I like I feel bad, but in the end, 
you know, we talk about self-care, but in the, yeah, it's bad for, if you're not doing the bare minimum for what you're getting paid, it's bad for the company. In the long run, it's bad for you because if you lose the job, it makes it hard to get others sometimes because yeah. that starts to look bad because they will ask sometimes. And depending on what laws are in place in the state that you work in, they may be allowed to say more than, yes, he worked here. Right. You know, it depends. So a lot of, a lot of corporations are limited now by their own policies like they're, and state labor law. Like they're not allowed to say more than, yes, he worked here from this time to this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, which I think is not a bad thing um, to some degree. It, it sucks because then you can't play up the, the positive aspects of, of your role without confirmation. Yeah. But then right. you also can't, then you also don't have to, on the plus side, you don't have to worry about the downsides. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing you can do is torpedo yourself in a job interview by talking smack about your former employer or things right. like that, which obviously you shouldn't do. That's a big no, no. No, um, there's finesse. There's finesse around that yeah, sort of thing. Well, it's, t- it's simple human tact and dignity. You know, it's like mm-hmm. exactly other people have lives. Other people go through stuff and mm-hmm. that's what it is. Like I try really hard at my job not to the fact that the fact that folks aren't some folks aren't pulling their weight bothers me. But I mm-hmm. try not to get super angry about it because I don't know what their lives are like. And I don't know why that what the source of that is. Devotion. Why they're not devoting the energy to it that I am, or things like because they're different people, and I recognize that. But I don't know what their lives are. It's like this is important in yes. terms of trading your time for your money. You know, it's like that. That should be important enough to be able to do the job so you can get more money for doing the same amount of work. Right. You know, um, that's what I try to do, and I do okay. I I get paid reasonably. I I do get paid astoundingly well for what I do. Because mm-hmm. I've done the same thing at other jobs for a lot less, you know. Um, yep. Like we talk about, yeah, there's time and energy. I will talk about this. My first professional acting gig was in 1999. <laughs> um, it was in Wyoming. Wow. It was in Wyoming at a what we called the it was the Wyoming Territorial Prison and Old West Theme Park. I see. The Territorial Prison used to be a prison. It was a museum. Hmm. At that point, but we had a little theme park. It was like false fronts and like a little western town sort of thing. Ah, but you know they have they have guys and guys and gals in costume and there's gunfights and activities hmm. for the kids and and stuff and stores and things like that in there. And so we do that during the day, but then we were also the cast of a dinner theater show at night. Hmm. So I would usually be working probably twelve to fifteen hours a day, six days a week. For two hundred dollars a week, and this was even in '99. That was not a lot of money. No. But there was a trade-off because it was Wyoming. It actually was enough to live on oh. with cheap rent and you know food, getting groceries. I was able to get groceries. I was still reasonably well fed. It wasn't a real problem. Sure. Um, and I had fun most of the time. There were you know there's days in there like any job where you just get you end up getting stressed out and. But you really can't show that to the crowds either. So it's kind of no. a lot of, you know, a lot of fake, eh, you know, but, but I mean, it becomes this idea. And this is part of why I enjoy acting so much. Like for me, it's not always, doesn't feel like work. So I could spend 18 hours a day at, you know, I could spend up to 18 hours a day devoting all my energy to this. But then at the end of the night, I didn't come home going, I hate my job. I hate my job. Right. You know, I right. could go to bed feeling like, all right, you know, I had a good, really productive day. Yeah. 
some days some days there wasn't a lot of traffic. We'd be sitting all be sitting in the saloon playing hearts or whatever. like I learned how to play hearts that day, you know. Oh, I know. Just playing cards waiting for people to show up, you know, and Right. Um but that was good too because then you could just talk to people about stuff and some of the some of the kids were some of these some of these guys were in college and some of them were my age, you know, 25, 26, 27. There was a group of about half and half. And the older ones of us we treated it like a job. You don't and that's the thing is it acting is a business and it's a job. When you're on a set, you know, I get cast in a role, it's a job. I show up yeah. and I do my part of the job and I'm nice to my coworkers. Right. You know, I may get I may be grouchy a little bit first thing in the morning, but I never like I'm never negatively yelling at people. I don't Mm-mm. I'm just like no. give me a chance to wake up and and get my get my body going to catch up with my brain kind of thing. You know, right. it's like I mean, I'm at my day job and my my boss's boss is always like you should smile more. You should I'm like what am I a girl? No. <laughs> You know, that's like, that feels very sexist and insulting. Well, no, it's that idea of like when guys tell women, like, you know, you should smile more. You're so pretty. Like, that's so offensive in some ways to be like, and I'm like, you don't, I want to sit there and spin around them and go, it's like, I would, but my raging depression and anxiety kind of keep me from doing that while I'm focused on my job. So while I'm focused on doing all this work that needs to be done, so that you, so your business can stay running, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm trying to help you let me right. do it in my way. You know, it's like, I'm not, but I'm, I don't like, I don't snap. I, see, I don't yell yeah. at people at work. I don't snap right, at them. Right. I don't, I, uh, I just, I see I, you have the minimal amount of flair. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it, that's what it feels like a little bit. And I'm just like, yeah. And, and, but I, I get where he's coming from. Right. In that's that way, it's like finding, space, but it, yes, yes, it is. Office space, the movie. Yes, it is. And um, I see you're only wearing the minimum, minimum amount of flair. Yeah. Like, well, and the and the guy and the kid's name that was wearing all the flair. Yeah. Brian. Yes. Wasn't it? That's true. I think so. Look at yeah. Brian over there. He yeah. has a lot of flair. <laughs> I don't know. It stays upright, but all right. But the but the idea that well that's the thing like they have morale boosting stuff like they were doing trivia contests at work yesterday I was just annoyed because I'm sitting there going because people were rushing to running around the office trying to be first to get to these things I'm like you know somebody's gonna get hurt so I just I sat at my desk and kept working because like I don't have time for this stuff right now like you know six months from now when everything's better maybe I have time to participate in that stuff like they had a salsa competition on Tuesday. I'm like, eh, A, I don't like salsa. And B, I just, you know, I'm not here to boost morale. I'm here to get a job done. Right. That's how I look at it. And and there's something to be said for team building and bonding, but I'm on a team of like three people. So it's hard. Wait, they have, wait, at your current job, they have salsa something or other? They did. They did a salsa as part of the like employee, kind of as a morale thing. They had a salsa competition. So people brought in their homemade salsa and oh, so they did, they I, did I thought you were like cat. salsa dancing. No, I'm like, what the no, heck no, no, is going no, no, on no, at your no, work? Actual, actual salsa, like you put in your mouth. Um, <laughs> All right. I so, thought you were. <laughs> what? No, I would. I if I was referring to salsa dancing, I would have said salsa dancing. Well, you said salsa competition. Did you say salsa competition? I did. I, did. I had. Let's play had the replay. Go back to the tape. They. I thought they it was like salsa compa- <laughs> No, I would have said dancing. I would have said a dance I thought you were doing something dancing. Like I was like, wait, wait, wait. No. What's happening? <laughs> oh, I so would have not been in that. I would have. There, there would have been a me-shaped hole in the wall in my car. Yeah. Like. But look at Brian go. No, so they had a. He's salsa so light on case. his feet. They had a salsa 
like taste test, like a competition. All right. Sorry. Uh, I was, you and threw so, me for a second. I'm like, salsa competition. I'm like, yay for you guys, but what about those of us who don't eat salsa? You know, it's like when they bring in stuff for everybody to have lunch and there's nothing vegetarian. And I know there's a handful of vegetarians yeah. in the office. It's like, what mm. the hell, guys? You know? So yeah, I've just made a habit of bringing my – even when they're buying lunch for the office, I, I'll still bring my lunch because it's like, well, mm. <laughs> you know. They had donuts in the break room. I saw the email. I happened to get up because I was going to go refill my water bottle. It was my break anyway. So I was going to go refill my water bottle. Right. I get there. All gone. In like mm. three minutes. Just <laughs> all gone. I was of like, course. really? Right. Of course. <sighs> you know. So. Which yeah. is fine because I shouldn't be. I only have donuts on Sunday morning for a reason. You know, that's. For one thing, I know if I eat them body-wise, I got to let it sit. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm not well, doing much else for a while after that. It's like, oh. Right. Yeah. All right. Speaking of time, we're running low. That is true. How should we continue this series? Because this is very interesting. I feel like we're touching on something very, well, I do, very good here. I do want to talk about... I'm hoping next time we can talk more about the idea of the fear of change. Yes. And how can we approach it? Because I can, I can tell you from a lot of experience of my own, it's something I definitely struggle with. Right. And like that, so that particular quote is one that really stuck with me and be like, wow, that is true. Yeah. So it's like, how do we work with that to embrace, maybe if not embrace change, to be yeah. willing to collaborate with change right? in a way that your future self will thank you for? Yeah. You know? uh, so hopefully we can do that. Let's do that. Um, and then maybe we'll pick that up in a couple of weeks. I have another project for, I have, a, I have another thing for next week that I want to do first. Cause I, oh, all right. I've been sitting on it since before Christmas. So I've okay. <laughs> we haven't wow. had a chance to talk. We'll talk about it off mic though. So you guys, you guys can tune in next week for that. Ooh, a surprise uh, for no, everybody. Right? Oh. Um, you can, uh, but yeah, you can, in the meantime, you can go back and find our back catalog eventually at, um, at Thank you. Um, you can subscribe there. You can subscribe through iTunes, uh, your favorite mm-hmm. podcatcher. We've got an RSS feed. So if you don't use iTunes, you can use Overcast, which yeah. I like, or, you know, anything else to subscribe to that. Uh, if you do subscribe via iTunes, feel free to rate and review the show. Um, mm-hmm. That'll help us get discovered and get more listeners like yourself uh, out there. Or you can let us know what you think. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Brian Trust. You can also find mm-hmm. us on Twitter at The Brian Trust. Wow. Uh, we are also individually on Twitter. I am at Actor Geek. And I am at B Selkie. There you go. I got the timing down this time. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're very communicative. We'd love to have you reach out to us. Why don't you, if you want to share on the Facebook page or elsewhere, what kind of time budgeting or management tips do you use for yourself? Do you use one of the systems we mentioned like GTD or seven habits, or do you have one of your own or you have something else that you follow? How do you decide what's important in your day? You know, so it's worth thinking about that. And and then for the future, we may maybe we'll try to throw up a poll or something. So what is it? Do you? I'll put it this way: Do you guys fear change? Mm. And with that, how do you work past that to achieve what you want? Right. But ponder that. Uh, we'll pick up on that in a couple of weeks. Next week we've got a, a very we'll have a special fun episode. And Ooh. until then. Yeah, I know. Yeah, shut up. I got it. I'm right here.
Is that your alarm? Yes, that's the timer. Good <laughs> it's just the old car. It literally is old car horn. Is the timer. Your time is up. <laughs>